Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. It is the end of round three, the all-important. Uh, we just made some big trades and, and boosts, so a bit to talk about, but we'll get to our scores, of course, just me and JD for today. Some trade-ins, trade-outs, the most popular players we'll take a look at. Uh, some rookies as well, uh, a few on the bubble and a few in the horizon that we'll have to study, and then we've got some Q&A at the end from uh, Twitter. But JD, no jaws today. Um how are you feeling, mate? I know you, your fantasy's going well, but the super coach is still into that. Or <laughs> look, I, uh, I like as part of our Discord, right? We've always um, said your mental health's important. We've got a space to talk about that. No judgment, any of that stuff. And I think it's a very good thing that George has lived those values and stepped away from this week. He he needed it. Um, I think we have always put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform, and I've definitely felt it last year, and I felt it this year as well. Thought I was going well after the first couple of weeks. Round three was very crushing. I am I am very fortunate to have been ranked highly in fantasy in uh, both seasons because without that, I don't know if I'd have the courage to keep going at the moment either. But hopefully, we continue to give can continue to give good advice. So it's a very long winded say a way of saying I'm barely hanging in myself, mate. I scored twenty one one four this week which was a round rank of around 65,000. It dropped me 9,000 spots to about 23K overall. So heading in the wrong direction, which is like red flashing light. It's um, a callback to last year where about the same thing happened. Do you know what happened in round three last year? Will Brody started to pop off. Exactly 365 days later and the guy hasn't got a position in the team. Something that I did predict. I was just one year ahead of uh, my time. But anyway, um, things are going to get off track real quickly if I keep talking. So, Eno, how did you do? Let's let some positive news. Yeah, look, I went a bit better than you, boys. A bit better. Like, come on, come on. No, well, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I've no, had no, my no. Bad you, weeks, my fair share of bad weeks. You're doing and... really well, and I'm proud of you. Your hard work is really paying off. <laughs> is that Chat GPT? <laughs> that is one of my Chat GPTs. I've got about four more to go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I scored 2,300, but I went backwards last week. So, look, it's oh, been what up, was that? Down. What did you score? 2,300. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yes. Congratulations on your amazing yes. score. You really killed it this week. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it was good. It was 2,000 for the for the week, and I sort of got all the ranks back that I lost last week because, yeah, last week wasn't too good with a few um, picks going off. But... Oh, it was a hard week to make decisions on trades. I'll tell you that. I was umming and ahhing all week. Um, and it is good that George is taking a mental health break because there's no one that may, like loves this game more than him and, and wants to do well. Puts more in him, more work so or does puts more, in more work. You know, he's reading big footy boards till wee hours of the morning for us just to see, try and catch something. So, no, nah, I am yeah, happy take, he's taking the week off. But, um, no, nah, I want him to come back and uh, still enjoy the game. It just gets so competitive now. We've said that probably the last year or two even really like a lot more people interested um and engaged so it is really hard out there and uh you know i've had a good week this week i honestly man it could all turn pear shaped in one week it's a very it's like footy itself it's a fast moving uh uh sport yep. and uh and fantasy game so like things can change very very quickly but i'm at four thousand seven hundred, so obviously can't be upset with that but i've still got some issues in my team that we'll need addressing that we'll, we'll talk about today for sure and that's what we're here for to try and uh, advise the uh, the community in the right direction. Hopefully, and you know we get it hopefully right more than wrong, but you can still still get it wrong. And I'll lead that into the first thing that might have gone wrong on the weekend. Well, that did go wrong, and that's we're going to talk about some injuries. And the first one is LDU, and 
I think you spoke about it in your video. I did in mine. Pretty tricky situation. Um, uh, I said in my video, it's it's happened in in FPL before, but in a different sense where there's been a total crash before the lockout. And and FPL, granted, it does have the the one lockout and and no rolling lockout throughout the round, right? Like an hour and a half before the mm. first game. So that's not as bad as this, where you know people who traded in LDU had the chance or should have had the chance to reverse that. And they yep. didn't get it. So, oh, it's tough. I mean, there should be, the service should be good enough to hold up with, you know, 20,000 people going on to change that trade. And it wouldn't have ever been that many, right? Only the people that um, are up, you know, watching Hawthorne and North at 2 p.m. on a Saturday, Arby, which I can't imagine it's that many. And it, and it was enough for it to, to go down. So, I don't know where you sit, but that just shouldn't really be happening. And it's, it's quite unfortunate for, was he the second or third most traded in player? On the week. Yeah, he was, I think he was up there with the top traded players because I, he, I mean, Setterfield must have been one, but I think especially amongst the coaches that were ranked highly last week, they're the ones that already had like Setterfield, potentially Zebel as well. So they were going after the LDUs, they could, and DCAM as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a really unfortunate situation. For those that have been playing for a few years, you probably <laughs> will have remembered like Thursday or Friday nights, like the first game, it going down pre or like going really slow just before that was like somewhat common. Um, but then stability has been good for the last year, couple of years, I want to say. So for it to actually go down like that is pretty wild. And it, it does speak to your point a little bit of it's more competitive and there's more switched on coaches yeah, than ever has engaged. been before. Because yeah. to have 20,000 people try and jump on as that news got called out, is not something that would have historically happened. True. And it's just, yeah, a, absolute like it's so unlucky because it's a, a massive bottle jam i think the only saving grace is there are at least a lot of rookies that scored pretty well so if you for example got uh baker and chandler's emergency scores you know it's a 95 and a 90 and you ended up doing all right even if you couldn't get get one of those and you got say like a davy who scored 66 like on, like you know it's a 40 50 point loss it's not great but it, it, it's not the end of the world but it's such a frustrating situation where you know you could have done something different and i know from a lot of the people in the discord they would have got on josh kelly for example um who was 30k more yeah. expensive and went huge on the weekend what a 150 and then it actually ends up being yeah it was a 100 point loss and kelly looks like a keeper so it's pretty frustrating uh yeah, yeah. yeah. um just up on his in actual injury i don't know if you think the same as me here that <laughs> Clarko was playing a bit of games here. Probably was never playing, and they just sort of warmed him up yep. to yep. to play I some smoke and mirrors. It. I mean, like this, they both wanted to win this match, and yeah. they like Finn McGuinness to LDU was the plan by the looks of things. And so yeah. they knew by holding that laid out news as long as they could, then the Hawks may not potentially have a backup plan for Finn McGuinness, which did look to be the case. They didn't. They didn't run him with anyone else. He had no effect on the game, and then he got subbed out. So, yeah. um, if you were yeah. going to have to withdraw LDU anyway, they did it tactically the best way they could. Uh, it yeah. unfortunately just um, um, caused a lot of damage in the fantasy <laughs> and super coach communities as a result. Oh, yeah. Say, say they didn't name LDU. Maybe Finn uh, doesn't get named himself. Probably still does. But then they have, you know, more days to plan another tag or another. Exactly. They, they might have put him to Sheasel or Zebel or something like that. But yeah. What Mitchell hears about it, LDU out three minutes before. He's not going, all right, Finn, you're laid out as well. Like they have to obviously play him. So anyway, his actual injury, though, was just a corky in the calf, uh, is what Clarko's saying. So he trained on Thursday, but warming up didn't feel quite right. We're going to take a risk. But how much of that do you believe is up to you? But to be honest, he should be back this week, I'd expect. So um, 
yeah, hopefully he is for all those that, that got him in. Next one is the other massive one, of Wait, course. Wait, just, just, other... just yeah, on that. Anything else? Just sorry. Because we'll, we'll talk about trade-ins. I know some people looking at LDU as a trade-in this week if it was part of their plans or whatever and they couldn't get him last week. Would you be trading him in off a calf corky? We were looking at it just before we started. He's in the top 10 traded in. Calf corky's not too bad, right? It's not a calf strain or niggle yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. So I'm not too... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too upset about trading him in if, if I wanted like, to. But the fact that it warmed up weird is like strange, right? Yeah, if you believe that. Yeah, I wouldn't probably go there myself. He's great value though, but nah, I'd probably say no. There's, I mean, you've got your beloved Josh Kelly right there for what, 30K yeah, I mean, more? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he probably but, a bit more? He, no, he's not. He's, no, he's about, about 30K. But he like he, he's on um, many people's never again lists, I guess, is yeah. the only problem. So I know I would be full you on You would Josh say him? Kelly. Yeah. I would trade him in a heartbeat this week if too. I could. But, Didn't watch um, a game, but. He dominated. We'll get to him later. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to uh, make you say yeah. too much. Okay. Yeah, I, we'll get I to the other big one. Like, I would just yeah. like, calf is worrying enough that I probably wouldn't. And just given that he wasn't trustworthy about it with the laid out, I'm like, you know, worried about what that means. Worried enough not to go there, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's okay. going to, you know, rise 50k probably when he plays. He probably um, fine. That's the thing. Like, if you had mm, him, I wouldn't trade him out. But I also probably wouldn't trade him in. Yeah, fair enough. Blues not this week, not easy, um, but probably all right from there. All right, DC, he's the other big one. Super unfortunate, uh, and it's probably it's. We thought that was unfortunate Friday, and then obviously LDU happens. But just for both of those things to happen to, you know, top three traded in players in on the most pivotal week of the Super Coach season, it's just so cruel from the Super Coach gods, fantasy gods. I actually can't believe. Well, like that, not to mention, you, you've probably got people that have gone charity gone to like Cameron in three weeks, <laughs> um, or you had people that might have like traded out Josh Kelly to LDU. Like you know, like there's, I'm sure there's a lot of stories like this where you, and this is always the frustrating part. You can make good decisions that on paper work nine out of ten times, and you unfortunately just get the tenth. Yep. So LDU seemed like a good trade. The Darcy Cameron traders in Even I like better the process probably. for that too. Like Darcy Cameron was on track to score as good as any of the premium rucks for 200k less, make a heap of bank, and you just get unlucky. Like it's it's yeah. Um, and I think the the thing is like people get on tilt. I definitely get on tilt and start making crazy trades the week after. Yeah, and you kind of got to keep in mind that um, you made the right decision. Don't back it up with a bad one and maybe we can talk about what some of the bad decisions this week look like i've got some ideas but um yeah, yeah just something to keep in mind that you made a good decision and got punished that's sometimes the game but don't 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 back it up with another bad decision yep i agree so just on his i mean he's going to be out for six to eight weeks they're saying they're quite decimated in the ruck so that'll be one to watch on the team sheet um you know there's word of just mcstay will go straight in there even frampton who's played well at center half back might go in there Everyone's injured. Cox out. Beg as well, right? And they have this guy, Steen, in the VFL, who I checked. Lost the hit out 60 to 17 to Sam Naismith on the weekend. And he's like a walking corpse. So they're not going to play him. I don't see it. So it'll be McStay or Frampton in my eyes. And um, I guess we can maybe get to that later. Uh, probably more a fantasy pick, though, isn't he? McStay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I mean, because you're going to have to trade him out in a month anyway when Cox comes back is the problem. So, like, are you going to make enough money forward. in that amount of time? Probably not. Um, no. And you don't actually know the ruck split. So, like, um, McStay, Frampton, and Johnson could you all won't know. split. Yeah. 
And then they may end up just going with the one in a couple of weeks' time that's just done the best. Kind of like what happened with Finlayson last year at Port. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty hard one like for, for this format. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, well, I've just got West Coast Eagles here because, oh my God, it was the whole team. An injury? Like, I'm just pulling oh, up Ryan Daniels. I'll- tweet here it's ridiculous. i was i was watching the game and i i feel i started to um feel my hammy going Cramp just up. sitting on the couch yeah <laughs> like just ryan daniels just had to tweet three things here with probably using all the characters because that's how many injuries there are like it's ridiculous um so shuey is as minor hammy as it gets supposedly two to three not relevant but like that guy just can't get a run at it anymore mcgovern is uh, tendon surgery reckons it could be 12 weeks out waiting on scans like that's that's a ridiculously long injury. Crips the broken ankle just says significant time again, probably most of the season. Um, with it in, obviously, concussion protocols. He's the best out a lot, you know, probably just missed the week um, after that massive hit. Liam Ryan's knee, uh, but the main one's probably Campbell Chesser, who, to be honest, wasn't looking like much to us anyway. No, I got rid of him in no. round two, but now he's out for a few weeks, is the quote, with a knee injury. So, um, yeah, you could use it for a loop. It's probably the best use you'll get out of him yep. this year. Yep. Um, and yep. deal with him when there's a proper rookie, right? So, yep, has made no money. So, trading him out doesn't make sense. His job no. security should still be all right when he comes back, as long as he comes back this year. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just someone that you have to uh, hold on to and use as potentially as a loop. Yep. Uh, Setterfield JD. Now, I was at this game. I didn't know anything oh, yes. about this. What happened? Mate, how did you? How did you end up at Saints? Bombers, I got two of my best mates are mad Sainers. And of course, when they're up and flying, they're like, let's oh, go. Okay. I mean, it was the 150th anniversary. So you haven't um, gone to the footy much with them then? No, no, no. <laughs> they come with me to the Tigers game. No, um, nah, I get around them. I get, oh, I do like the Saints. And when they're up and about, it, it's good. Um, you know, I live around the area, Moorabbin, you know, not in Moorabbin, but around that area they're from. I know a lot and a lot of St. Kilda supporters. So. I reckon it's better when they're up and about because it's been a pretty tumultuous journey for them. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, what happened there? Like Setterfield, I didn't notice him watching the game the first half. I was like, oh, crap, I've brought in a dud. But oh, finger this or something. Is, this is what I was worried about um, from like the first game against the Hawks as well. When we were getting beat in the first half, he was invisible. And then when we got on top, uh, he started racking up a bit. I felt the same in this game as well. That first quarter True. when we were getting absolutely dominated, I didn't really notice him. The second, third, and early fourth quarters when we had the game more in our terms, noticed him a lot more. And then that back half of the fourth was gone again as well, um, which worries me a little bit because I just don't think Essen is that good of a side. It's mid-table team at best. Um, so I think we'll see some up and down games depending on how well Essen's going. I guess the good thing is it's GWS this week for them, which is his old one of one of his old sides, um, and they're not particularly going crash hot either. So maybe we could see another good Setterfield game. But I mean, we already said he doesn't look like a keeper. But I'm a bit worried that if he drops another poor score this week, then he's going to really stop that cash gen, and he's going to be coming out of our sides sooner rather than later. Yep. Um, the, yeah. So the last thing to call out is. He came off towards the end of that game and sat on the bench a little bit. The If you're watching the live coverage, which you wouldn't have been, you're at the game, they yeah. cut to him jogging off the bench. You know when yeah. someone's like jogging off to the bench, it's usually like injury or blood rule or they've just kicked a goal. And it yeah. cut to him for like no reason for like a second and then cut back to something else in play. But then they never mentioned what, what happened. Um, so from shout out to Damo on the Discord who was at the game, he reckons he came off with a dislocated finger and yeah. was having that put back in place or something like that 
um, at the end of the game. So we'll just keep a um, an eye on whether or not he pops up on the injury list this week. But he should be okay if it's just a dislocated yeah. finger. Usually those are fine to procedure. Probably fine. Yeah. A couple of he had you know they were quad last week. Keeping an eye on. So he's just a bloke. Exactly. Yeah, an he's eye on. dropped a couple of knocks. <laughs> couple of knocks. Um, and last is Sam Flanders, who to be honest probably should have been out of more teams than in by now. Um, especially after the round three, but he did get subbed off with a knee injury. So um, I think he played on with it for a bit, right? And then eventually they pulled him because he just couldn't couldn't do much there. So, yeah, if he wasn't already out of your side, he definitely is now. Um, yeah, and then I guess obviously early in the week, we've got to wait for tomorrow for the full injury list. So that's all we know for, for now. Um, suspensions, Peddler, he's not massively owned in Supercoach, but uh, he's got a week for sort of dump tackle which didn't really result in anything of you know injury of kind but he got a week for it which i don't totally i'm not against really like we've been calling for stuff to get penalized without um a result but it's just weird that it's happened now right because nothing happened to houston he was fine and um they just punished the action here so uh, is he challenging i didn't see that he's challenging peddler yeah no peddler they accepted yeah, Crows accepted, which is weird because I thought that was one I that maybe was challengeable. Go, well, Especially, you look at Newcomb who like tripped. Oh, that was weird. Pinned the arm, chicken winged him, and got a fine. And it's like, well, it's like a like... street fight move. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's honestly something you see out of wrestling. You kind of trip the leg and slam. You have seen. Like, what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, like it's it was um, bizarre. Was a strange find. Yeah. And then the other one I've got written down here is low because that. Obviously, he's not relevant, but it might affect Zeebel this week with, I mean, they're already missing Mackay, and then I've got to go mm. up against the other Mackay and Kerno. So, I mean, it, it won't totally affect his scoring, right? He's still going to just take all the kickouts and be chipping it around the back anyway. But, yeah, well, hopefully not for me, but nah, he'll he'll have to obviously play a little bit more accountable, but I still think he'll be okay. Um, yeah, so that's all we've got, obviously, so far Wait, on a Monday. He's been Anything playing else? pretty. He's been playing accountable anyway, and anyway, that's probably yeah. been the strength in the, his game this year that he's been doing some more of the defensive stuff. Like you're seeing some decent spoils. He's not getting caught out of position as much, but he's not getting as much as the cheap junk that we like yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I think the only like risk would be if they decided to bring in Hall um, and True. play a shorter defense, which I don't think they're going to do. But um, yeah, uh, uh, in terms of injuries, the only other thing I can think of is. Um, uh, Davey for Essendon. Um, oh, something happened to him. Also got listed as injured. Um, I think it was a head clash, but there was, I haven't seen any report of whether he was actually concussed or whether it was just, you know, they brought him off to check. So, one other one that could potentially be carnage on the injury list tomorrow is if um, Davey pops up with a concussion. Late effects or something. You'd expect yep. he'd miss a week. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. We got all through that. Let's get to probably the big thing this week. There's been a lot, a lot, of, a lot of questions later on too, but trade philosophy. So, I mean, there's some people out there. I've seen the Discord. Uh, shout out to Mate, Shaq. There's a lot of, it's already lot, used lot of boosts. Nine trades already at this point. <laughs> right. They're very, very handy. Not just trades, but the boosts. And what's what's your philosophy here? And we sit at round four. Okay. Prices have already changed. Should you be boosting this week? All right. So let's let's talk about old school and then we'll talk about slightly newer school and then we'll talk about Shaq school, I guess. <laughs> um, so old school philosophy is you use two trades and this is, we had less trades, but you use two trades tops at the end of round two um, to fix up any rookies and then you go from there. Holders gold. 
Um, slightly newer strategy, which is probably more last couple of years, um, especially last year as well. Um, you probably use trades in round one as well as two to fix up your team if there's obvious stuff and then go from there, hold as gold round three. Uh, and then newest, newest school, Shaq school, is just keep trading like it's fantasy uh, and see how you go and then run out the year. Try and hold on to the end. So I guess like the what I'm interested in talking about is and and I'm I'm pretty worried about overreacting now. But there's a there's a couple of reasons why you don't traditionally trade in round three. It's because prices have started moving, um, and so most of the guys that you're now looking at that would have been a good option last week are 50k priced the wrong way. You know, you've, your guy's gone down 30k. That one's gone up 50, and all of a sudden something that could have made you a couple of hundred k is now like more like a hundred k trade. And so these, yeah. they just don't become worth it as much anymore. And then you run out of trades for upgrades, run out of boosts for upgrades. So. I wouldn't want to go below three boosts now because you want to use those boosts when we get into upgrades. That's one. Secondly, I wouldn't want to be down more than six trades after this week anyway because we are going to need them, one, to upgrade our teams. And then two, people have not looked at their buy structures at all. Part of the teams we picked were very back-ended, like round 15, 14 buys with premiums. You are going to need to sideways some of those out for that last buy round or you're going to lose hundreds of points. Um, so you want to make sure you're holding some from them. So um, I'll pass to you in a second to hear your thoughts, Eno. But I think you're only trading this week if you have absolute dire stuff that you need to fix. But I wouldn't be mucking around with some of these or or you've got a lot of trades that you didn't use the first couple of weeks. Um, but some of these more speculative sideways trades now, um, I probably wouldn't be doing even as much as like, you know, I would love to trade Cogs back to Kelly this week. I want my boy back. But I, like, I just don't think it makes sense from a super coach perspective. Like, that's just not really how we play the game. But yeah, what what are your thoughts on philosophy this week? What what situations should people be thinking about trading? I think it comes down to what you've done up until this point. So in my instance, I've only used one boost and I've used four trades. So, um, I mean, I want to hold on to those other four boosts um, for the upgrade season. I don't want to even use one more, right? And people might have already boosted twice. So if you've done yep. that, do do not go down one more this week for what whatever you do. Please hold on to the last three for upgrade season. They'll, they'll be much more worthy then. Um, obviously injuries. DC has got to be used there. And if you can maybe do another positive move with, with whatever you, I mean, you're going to have to do another move most likely to get DC to someone, unless you've got a yeah. bit of cash for Grundy, which we'll get to in a sec. You can do that in one. Um, you know, it's talking about uh, stacking mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one. We'll, we'll get to that. He's the next topic, but I mean, overall it comes down to what you've done at this point. Like, please do not be down three boosts and nine trades after this week. That's, that's my number one. Um, I mean, you must've, had a terrible starting team to have already, you know, used one in round two and then round three is obviously final round two to three, but don't go using another one this week just for the sake of it, trying to get clarity in English and, and boosting out all these premiums again. Like you, your sort of chance was last week to to do some final moves. And then if you, if you've opted against that back in your, your rookies, um, you know, your mid prices will get to, but let them fatten for a bit and, and let the premiums that you want to, um, you know, go after um, come down. So, that, that's probably my main thing, like maybe 29, 30 trade, like 29 at a stretch probably as low as I want to be. I mean, it's hard to put a number on everyone's teams different. Like you might've copped a couple more injuries than others, but um, 
Yeah, I think the booster would be thing, Jody. Like, I got uh, you still got four, right? Like, oh, I want to use all no, those. No, I'm, I'm I'm down to three, but yes, down. I like I would rather because oh, you four. had uh, jelly. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, which it's gonna yeah. that's gonna if you've got four, season. just try and keep that. It's gonna be yep. very advantageous. Um, yeah. So, yep. I guess that's my main thing. I mean, yeah, DC, he's the big one. You're gonna have to use a trade here. Uh, what the hell do you do? So. We've got to start with Brody Grundy. He's the most traded in player. Um, oh, looks really good on the weekend. I, I can't lie. Um, to be fair, it was Mate. up against uh, Big Petey Laddams, who is... He did not look that good. He had out Heaney body him in the ruck. Like, come on. I'm not Laddams saying ruck. Is not a good oh, no, ruck. no. That's, and that's one contest. Heaney's not bad. Reader of the flight. But I'm in around the ground. Grundy was doing his Grundy stuff. He was like, you know, 21 touches, um, yeah. 11 contested is Grundy, right? Not expecting monster numbers in the ruck. Like he barely really run won the hitouts, to be honest, against Laddams looking at the numbers. Yes, so which is a big concern. Um, that's not where you're getting your points from, right? But um, that's true. I, mean, I guess the, the big the big thing is here you bring him in job. for what, four weeks? Yeah, I know, with big BJ this week. But what's the plan? What's the full plan down four yep. to six weeks? Is, yep. is, is this worth going Grundy then again to someone else? Or yeah. So yeah, this up? is why I'm against Grundy. It's total sugar hit. Like I think you'll mm. get a month of good scoring and then Gorn comes in and what, what do you do? Because we saw what he scored the first couple of games. It was 80s. So you got to trade him out again. In four weeks time, we're in the middle of upgrade season. So now you have to boost just to keep going one up, one down um, and get Grundy out. And if you've got any other problems, then you can't. Like you're just stuck holding him as he starts to drop cash. So look, if you maybe if you haven't used many trades and you've got all your boosts, then this is something you could look at. I don't know who'd be in that situation, but um, <laughs> sure. But I, I think he, he's, he's already 500K. So what, realistically, what does he get to? Another 100K up in the next four weeks if he goes really well? And he's got to go really well to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to trade him back out anyway at that point. Wouldn't you rather just get English? Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously. So I think the only bit, the, but the, yeah, the only the only there. the only position where it makes sense is like for me, where I could see why people want to go Grundy, is if getting to English absolutely tears apart your team. Yeah. Because some people, actually, many people can probably do um, Cameron to Grundy in one trade. And then they end up using the other trade later versus using two now to get English who's injury prone. And I could kind of understand where they want to do that. But I just have a feeling that the Grundy trade is going to look good for until Gorn comes back. And then it could be a disaster or it could just be fine depending on what else is happening around your team at that time. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's the timing of it, right? When Gorn is back and you're going to want to jump off, you could cop an injury that week. You could not could you will want to be upgrading you will want to be around that you know four to six weeks time be be smashing upgrades in your team to get it better and you'll have to be trading a ruckman again so yeah sugar hits a great way of putting it because obviously big bj williams this week is uh you know oh, the hottest matchup sugar. in town but, and, um, and underrated yeah. part for west coast injury is with mcgovern going out like their defenders get shorter so resting yeah. ruck in the forward line is probably going to have an easier time than he's had like, which is what we saw with Darcy, right? Random, like, <laughs> like um, we like uh, uh, McGovern went down and then Barras copped the chin knock on was it Rioli or someone's head, Brian? Yeah. Um, and so he he went he went off and then Darcy then started clunking and kicking snaps from yeah. forty or whatever it was because it's just no no tall defender. So I like I think Grundy is a captain option this week. Honestly, if it was earlier mm. in the week, you'd you'd be happy putting vice captain on him. 
But yeah, this is I, it's a one month play, and I don't love one month plays in Supercoach, especially yeah. when they're already priced as much. If, if Grundy was four hundred k, I get it. Three fifty k, because the money I'd be I'd be getting on too. But that's it's yeah. just he's already five hundred k. Yeah, it's a, it's a one month thing that um, is in the ruck line. Like that's just going to cause some issues. Uh, the man we both will probably endorse for here that, um, I mean, begrudging for me, but uh, just makes, it's not that it just makes sense. Like it's obvious at this point. Like I think I put him in my team in December when it opened. And then as, as preseason went by, we all, um, we all sort of went away, but uh, proof's in the pudding. He's scoring Tim English is ridiculous. Uh, yep. And the avenues that he, that he has to get there um, is just everything. Like, what doesn't he do on the football field that scores points? Um, <laughs> there isn't anything. He takes contested marks. He gets 20 touches. He tackles here and there. His hitouts have improved. His efficiency, um, you know, for a two advantage uh, this year. And he, he takes clunks. One thing he hasn't done yet is kick goals. And when that starts, well, God forbid what he's going to be scoring. So, yep, he's the number one option, JD. I don't think it's really close, is it? Yeah, the, I mean, the injury concern is always what's going to linger. But the key to success for English was always when he had 20 touches or more. He like basically always tons up or goes pretty large. And so just looking at the averages between last year and this year, I think he's bumped up his um, disposals from 18 a game to 20 a game. He's hit outs from 24 to 26. Um, his tackles are up a couple and his marks are up one as well. So basically, you've seen a slight improvement in all those stats and he's just going bonkers it the injury risk is the only thing that scared us off he was in our teams he was r1 for us until double what soft tissue concerns in the preseason yeah yeah and even i think even just one of those we could have forgiven but the second is like (laughs) oh Oh, tim english yeah and it's killed us because he was yeah we were definitely hot on him and this is why he's ceiling as a ruck is right up there with the best of the best so uh, I'm thankfully already on. I traded Darcy to him last week, which only netted me seven points. But the reason why I did it was all about the cash. 40K yep. for English. I think Darcy still went down 20 or something. So plus um, yeah, 50K more this week. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was kind of why I did it last week, um, fully knowing that Darcy could do a 180 on BJ. And like that was totally possible. And should have, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's yep. why I'll be doing the move. But... Yep. How do we um, get there? How do people get there? Yeah, okay. So I guess this is the tricky part. So what's what's Cameron priced at? 490 something. 494 and uh, English is 16. Basically 120. So Yeah, it's 122,800. It's a lot for DC owners. Okay, so the move that people are going to be looking at, I'm looking I'm thinking popular and players who who you can get rid of. It'll be Cogs who will have a break, big break even. It'll be Doherty who'll have a big break even. Uh, is there any midfielders still that you might look at trading out? Well, it's the mid price there, and it's and it's James Warple or uh, Warple, Finn Callahan. Callahan. So Callahan's got to go anyway. If you've got that makes sense. You've got to go anyway. So Callahan down to a, a rookie, uh, like a yep, and then up. Uh, what's Callahan's price at? Can you go to a one sixty three? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so you can go to a 124k rookie and do that. So I, I, I definitely do that. It's worth the two trades. The yeah. trickier one is going to be people that don't have um, Callahan. So they've got, yeah, either Warple, Doherty, or Cogs, Cogs maybe. Or something. Like yeah. the three that they might be considering trading out. So we should probably talk about, like, does Doherty today ever make sense? 
Um, or it could even be like Ridley today if you've got a little bit of extra cash. Because I, I don't think we like any of the other more cheaper options like a Bose or anything like that. Um, Cogs down to say Zebel. If you didn't have Zebel, that's 150K. Yeah. Uh, or Sheasel. If you don't have Sheasel, you definitely oh, do that. Yeah. Or, or maybe even like down or, or like um, Warple to Chandler, I guess, would be one that people would look at. So it's about 140K as well. Okay. Yeah. If you missed that, I'd, I'd, I'd endorse that. Yeah, Warpool Chandler, I'm good with. Um, Doherty today or Ridley today, maybe if you had some cash in bank. The day one's the hard. I think Ridley, yeah, why not? Because um, So, probably... fun start. Ridley's out averaging Doherty by two points again. I know, I know. It's hilarious. And to be honest, as a, as a Doherty trade outer, uh, yep. we got incredibly off the hook there this week. Like, he will he will pump he out some big scores. 40 touches and a goal, didn't he? How is that not 120? Uh, uh, like. I try to you should have been shot out camping of the data at, at the best of times, but it is quite hard to do it when he has negative 50 ratio in a given game. But the, the, like you have to admit this <laughs> round had so many weird scorings. Like Bonds, was the high DT round or something? Like no, I don't but like, you but play like, fantasy. Like yeah, because uh, every game's was, different, right? What's I don't think the, it was. Like, uh, I I don't really look at that. I think this no week. Limit, but... I think that this week there was some high scoring games. Like I know Saints Essendon was, for example. Really yeah. high DT scoring game. Some of the other ones I'm not sure about. But yeah, like Doherty was minus 50. You had Cogs that was like minus 30 or 40, and he wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, you had Bont that was minus... Oh, actually, I think he ended up being about the same, but his supercoach should have been Is, plus 50. Like, do we have a way weird. of finding out the handballs and kicks, what were effective, right? Because if his uncontested handballs were all the effective ones and his kicks were all the ineffective ones, that's really going to hurt you, right? Because you get yeah. kicks is where you get all your points from. So I'd, wait, there's no way that has that split, right? It's just overall efficiency. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. I, it I mean, might playing is at 60% is pretty bad, but may, maybe just, I didn't watch a game, but maybe like genuinely 15 of his 22 kicks were ineffective, which means he's just not getting any points for him. Uh, there was there was a fair know. bit of cheap stuff to make up the 39. He wasn't he play playing midfield at all. I think he had about right? 25, 23% CBAs, yeah. but it's not where he got a lot of his ball. It was still across like um, yeah. halfback or like, you know, that when he plays that loose kind of sweep role behind a yeah, stoppage. Yeah, yeah. Back at, yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to the question. I think Ridley today is more uh, plausible. You Doc, I think off. if you've already held him past the round three, you just hold him now. He's going to be. To me, he's still going to be top six yeah. in my eyes. I've been thinking about this, right? Like, is Day ever a keeper? Probably yeah, not. No. Probably not. Probably not. Um, and then Doherty is a keeper. Yes. So I, I think you, you're you going backwards doing that trade, to be perfectly honest. Even though you can make some cash doing it, you're probably going backwards. Ridley today, I mean, Ridley's not a keeper at this point. Pretty certain of that. Um, so I guess I could see that a little bit more. Warple to Chandler, tick off. And then what about like Cogs to a Zeeble or even a Chandler or something like that? I Same problem. You're, you're getting off a... Yeah, yeah. You probably didn't believe, but or you didn't you ran out of trades. Like so Zebel had I think is less less owned. Yeah. You know, because if people were trying to get Setterfield, so they didn't get Zebel, for example. So he's only eighteen point four percent owned, which is I think is less yeah, than Warpool, Setterfield, Hopper. Um don't hate that, Cogs to uh, hopefully there's another way and you're not in this position and you can just go yeah, Warpool down to a rookie or Callahan down to a rookie and and, and get it up that way. Um but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe let us know. If, I think back, you, but, back Cogs in. The role's still there. Like I, I, I want to back, back like Cogs and Doc in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You've taken um, the and, catch it already. Yep. Uh, the only other thing, I guess, worth chatting on, like if you didn't have Hopper and you could downgrade someone to Hopper, 
is Hopper someone that you'd be happy getting in? It's a little bit the same thing like with LDE where he's come off this one week injury. I won't lie, I'm Probably, concerned. I won't lie. Like, yeah, I'm pretty worried about scoring. Would you be totally surprised? I don't know if I would be, to be honest, but we'll see. No, I, I would no, be. They, oh, the said, they, said, they said it was going to play. I know. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> something would have to have gone wrong. He's still got to train week. this week. Exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. Richmond usually aren't, don't pull. No, no, we're very, uh, very, yeah, yeah. Very, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, if you're in a weird position where none of those, uh, you don't have the option of any of those, then, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe hit us up, but I can't see anyone yeah. else. Could... And so that's the thing. If you had none of those options, then maybe I can understand why <laughs> oh, you're maybe yeah, over English. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then the other one we can't go without talking about is wits, but um, we have an English ahead. So if you obviously got Rowan in the, in the other spot, we endorse English more, but you can't you can't be upset with the Whitler. He's... Uh, English is He's... $300 more. So if you are the one person yeah. that has... Doesn't have the 300 bucks to go from wits to English. Please oh. send us your trade <laughs> screenshot. I really want to see like the most unlucky guy in Supercoach um, that's getting forced yeah. into wits. <laughs> yep. I mean, Which they're... is not the end of the world because at least he seems no. pretty durable. He's solo rock, whatever. But in- English is our one for now. And so I'd, that's yep. where I'd, I'd want to go. Yep. All right. We spent a bit of time on rucks here, but we've just got another two big topics here. We'll go to, I mean, we've spoken a lot about English just then, but... Big, big theme in the Discord over the last 24 hours is everyone trying to force Clayton Oliver into their team. Um, Don't do it, Gov. Can we endorse this, JD? I know you won't. No. You are... No. 700K is too much to pay for players, Um, especially in season. I mean, it's it's worked out well for anyone that started him, but... Uh, yeah, no, like he's one one bad score away from dropping 80K and then you had to give up. Like, so, so the other thing is, right, people like, all the top 1,000 teams, all the top 100 teams have Oliver. And that's totally true because he's easily been the best midfield premium um, yeah. out of the gate so far. And you've got good captain scores out of him. So he's been extra good. And while pretty much every other premium mid's been um, rubbish or had had injury issues or whatever. But if you trade to Oliver now, you, you lock in that advantage they had on you for the rest <laughs> of the season. Because you still have to pay up the 700K, plus you had to use the trades, plus you've missed weeks of scoring and captain scores. So they just get that advantage over you from now. Now, maybe closing that gap is the right move if you think Clary doesn't drop below 700K for the rest of the year or even increases in price. But in all likelihood, it's very hard to do that. He will drop at some point. I'm pretty confident. I'd rather continue to look for value and upgrade my team around until Oliver falls in price and hope that you can make up uh, the advantage by using your money in better ways than that. But yep. yeah, like I've always said that betting against these guys can backfire. It has for the first three rounds, but it's just the first three rounds. The season's a lot longer than that. Uh, Laird's already shown some um, uh, cracks in the armor and uh, hopefully Oliver's worst team is this week. Um, the Eagles hasn't tunned against them in the last three, so hopefully they can pull something out of the bag for us. Yeah, that's a weird start, with, isn't it? With, but... with... Squad with half, I mean, he would have yeah. played a VFL squad last year, though, as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. There's two players here that uh, I want to say if you had, would it make sense? And that's Lockie Neal and Jack McRae. If they didn't have DC to deal with, they didn't have other things, would you be supportive of that? And it's still going to cost them 100k for McRae and about 60 for Neal. If you had it lying around in one trade, would you do it? You know what, my preference is here. <laughs> what? 
Josh Kelly. Give me oh. Josh Kelly and the 120k. And yeah, no, We're and uh, avoid all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. that's what I would do. I'm a scaredy cat and I got him in this week. So if that was a position I had Neil or something still, I'd say get Clary in, man, because Big things of captaincy, JD. I was super like after V seeing Bont on Thursday, I had no balls to go Shrek captain. I didn't really want to go Dacos, even though he was probably somewhat high floor. Um, and that's probably that just absolutely sealed me getting him in because I'm like, well, yes, I can get. I mean, funny, I was going to get out at you at one stage and banked 150. Thank mm. bloody God I didn't. But um, yeah, I, I just really looked at my team and went, I have no confidence here in anyone whacking the C on Tom Green. Not really. Did it last week. It was crap. Rowan, not yet. VC at best. Uh, I mean, Rosie was funnily enough probably the other option and he turned out to be all right. But um, it just sealed it for me, just going that captaincy thing. I don't want to think about it. Uh, yeah. I went, played down at McRae like eve of round one and got Radicalia with the cash and it just, yeah, uh, I wanted to fix that, but. It's kind of hard yeah. now that, 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 you know, those primos have dropped even more. It's going to cost like quite a lot. And um, yeah, it's hard. Look, you don't want to be leaking premium scores for the whole year. I get that. But uh, what, it's 135 over the, the first three weeks is say you've got all three of those scores. You got 135 out of Clary, which is a great captain's average. Wouldn't complain about that at all. Um so round one, I'll discount for myself because it was Josh Kelly and that was unlucky concussion. Was that would have been a much, probably. much or, or higher. Um, but the other two weeks, like I had Bont 125 and then this week I took a really safe 108 from Dunkley. So my average is like 117. It's only 36 points. two weeks, yeah. Like you, you obviously don't want to extend that across the whole year because it's really bad. But I think people do overrate that scoring a little much. Yeah. If I was continually getting like 80s and 90s because I was stuffing this up quite badly, I, like I, I, I get it. If but, Bond was yeah. a C and he dropped an 89, like that would really hurt. Yes. Uh, so there are some people that are hurting and that's probably why they are yeah. looking at, at Oliver. But yeah, like... Oh, it's, yeah. I know it's, I was, it's 700k, man. I know. I know. But, but the thing is like, uh, like, like uh, is anyone going to lead? Who started to yeah. okay, who's what 660 now and he's still got a big break even and he's only averaged 104. So that's like the flip side, it can go the other way. And most people started lead, they didn't start Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last one before we get to some popular trade ins and outs is Kay Chandler, who looks awesome. Man, like we watched his highlights after round one and went, This, this kid's got to be in our team. Like, he's good. Obviously, job security was the the big question. It wasn't. It wasn't. But it wasn't when you watched him play and just... It wasn't even when you looked was... at team sheets and you saw Bailey Laurie was in there and you're like, well, he's yes, fine. Round one. But of course, Salem was coming back, but then he got injured. Um, That's McVie. It's not Chandler. It was never Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. The Crimson Chandler, as he gets called on the Discord. But yeah, no, yes. after looking at highlights, it was even more obvious. Like he basically hasn't wasted a touch in the three games that I've seen so no. far. He gets in great positions. His inside 50s are excellent. He's been efficient in front of goal. Uh, he got coaches' votes this week, which yeah, is always a great time. Well, just one. But, you know, anytime yeah. players are getting coaches' votes, that's good. And he, on. He, yep. he didn't even have 10 touches, did he? For, for no, something. Nine, something I think. Yeah. <laughs> So anytime you have a sub 10 touch game and you get in the coach vote, you must be doing something right. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm I, it's so I just quickly say George has done field, this. Right? 
Uh, no, he's not on my field at the moment. I actually want to find ways to get him on my field. Yes. He's been that's benched. Big, that's probably the big question or big thing. Yeah. Oh, like I've got Wilmot at D6. I'd love to get Wilmot yeah. off so I can get Chandler on at F6. Um, but that might have to wait until she's all as evil, get DPP. Um, uh, so sorry, where I was going, like, George, who was, who was, George pulled in someone, was it O'Driscoll last year after his hot start that he got for like 180 or 190? And then he had a couple of average games and he, I don't know, I want to say he like ended up trading about like 300K and only made 110K off it. Um, and that's always what worries me about picking up someone that's already had a huge price rise like this in a position that isn't typically consistent for super coach scoring. It's still a small forward at the end of the day. So even though he's playing good, I think his job security is good. Is he going to average 85 for the next month? Probably not. I'd say it's very unlikely. And so that's the only thing that can hurt with these trades is that you can bring them in and then um, find out they only made 100K, which is still a good amount, but it just ended up not being worth the trade. So it, it's one of those things where if you're getting to Chandler from, say, Warple to get um, Cameron up to English, I'm all for that. I think that makes a lot of sense. But maybe forcing Chandler in this week doesn't make a lot of um, sense other other than some situations like that, just because I think there's risk that he won't go um, much above 350 or three, yeah. 300. I mean, if he gets 350, that's fine. On the flip side, there have been situations like this where people have kind of avoided them after this first price rise because you've lost so much of the value already. And then they end bad. up going to 400 or 450K anyway. Was it um, Jordan for... Um, uh, oh, yeah. Dees that did something like that about three years ago and like everyone like he wasn't that popular owned or he's like somewhat popular and then started scoring well kind of dodged him after his first price rise then he went to like 400k and not having him ended up being a disaster that year yep I want to say it was James three, and he got to 411 peaked that yep yep so even two what was price it, what... prices he still would have been even three he still would have been fine yeah, so that's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So he just kept popping nineties. Yeah. And he ended up getting like a pretty good midfield role at periods of time. But he yeah. did he start poorly or like what? Why? Oh, I just got rid of it. He you got a, rid of the history. He had a couple of um average games, yeah. Like sometimes it was like a 10k rise. So he went up uh oh, 60, 78, 82. There you go. He went up 60, 49, 20, 20, Yeah. Yeah. And then like 40, 30, 40, 40. So yeah. He had a 24, yeah, that really stunted it. And then... oh, maybe something happened, like he went 78-82, everyone jumps on, uh, and then he went 49-24, and after the People 24, jumped off. he was at 205, yeah. we all jumped off him, and then he kept going. So it was and a little went, bit bang, of a different bang, bang, situation. Bang, bang. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, like oh, this is a very long way of saying like Chandler does present some risk because you could do a couple of poor scores like Jordan did, and then you trade about 300K and you just don't make a lot of money. Or he could kick on and get to 400K and then not getting him even at 200K is a big disaster. Reality probably lies somewhere in the middle, which was why I don't think it's a bad pick in these situations, but it's not like a must get anymore just because you've already missed out on 80K. Yeah. I would be in the boat of maybe still try and get him. I think he's going to be that good personally, um, especially with some softer fixtures. I don't know whether that hurts him or helps him maybe like because... Like I guess the other thing way, is, but if it's a lot of points spread around, maybe his efficiency and how good he is isn't. I don't know. You know the weird things we're scoring yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but I'll yeah. be honest. I think he's still going to be pretty good. So I'd, I'd find a way. Other thing I'm discounting is if he's coming onto your field to say like you're fielding Philippo or something like that, Filippo, um, or something like that, and getting Chandler means Chandler's on field at F6 and said that's a big boost because you're getting now points as well as the cash. Would you 15k? This would cost you Radagalia to Chandler. 
you know, and put Madden back R3 if that's, you know, the play. Are you fielding Chandler? I'll say yeah, because then it makes it <laughs> more of a yes, doesn't it? Yeah, I probably, because... Uh... If you had nothing else to do this week, no DC or, you know... Just yeah, probably, probably anyway. yes. So, yeah. I mean, this comes back to, like, what trade floss we're using. So, old, old school thinking would be, is Chandler going to make 150K more than Radigalea from here? In which case, the trade's worth it, right? One trade, 150K. Probably, yes. Yeah. has to out out um, score him. So, that would be consideration one. But, like, I think, yeah, points on field then sways it even more because that's worth lots. And then um, third would be, like, how quickly you get the cash as well because we were trying to upgrade earlier with boosts so it's not just about whether he will make more money but how much quicker he makes the money as well so yeah i think it probably does make sense to go asava to chandler yeah cool all right we've gone through a bit there already but let's get to some of the most traded in players this week we've already spoken about a couple being grundy and english they're the, they're the top two right now it's not a massively trading week so far but they're eight thousand or so coaches Next is Will Phillips, JD, who I think quite simply will – it's hard to knock off on a Monday, but I think we're expecting him probably to be out of the team, right? No Jai Simkin, no LDU. Yep. Played okay and scored okay, um, but he's really one-dimensional. Just can only get that inside mid-time, and when LDU comes back in to zap it all up, he can't really play anywhere else. And I know Hugh Greenwood got subbed off, so maybe it's interesting to see if he's ahead of him. But maybe his versatility will go against him there. So, uh, look, it's too early to say, obviously, because teams aren't out. But don't be, uh, yeah, be prepared for him just to not be named again and be sub or something. So, um, not, nothing else really to say on him. Uh, assume, assume, assume that he gets named. Um, are you interested in him at one sixty k or whatever he is? I kind of not. Still not. Like I know he scored okay in the weekend, meaning his break even's quite nice now. At, negative 52 but can i think do i think you'll get to i don't think you'll get to 300 i just don't for some reason i think you'll be could be out of the team again mm-hmm. um if he's playing he really needs that inside midtime as i said he can't play elsewhere and if he's playing elsewhere he probably won't score a whole lot so not to and not to mention north i think you know maybe they're maybe their good times have been had already and it might be some harder ones on the horizon as well i'm not sure yeah I wouldn't be. I mean, I mean, he's the only op- like he's a clear best option if he plays this week. Probably there's no one else really. So if you'd need one, like a warp or down to him to do the DC trade that we were talking about before. Yeah, if you already had Chandler, would you go yeah, there? I, just, I think it's pretty tough as well because if you've got say Chesser on your mid bench, which is common, and then you bring in Phillips, who might also get dropped in a week, that's a tough position to be in. Um, so I'm probably leaning no. Yeah, just because of the job security. Um, they ran Tucker through the midfield. They gave Powell more CBAs as well. Yeah, like, Tucker's back no too. Yeah. Um, who was the sub who came on for Greenwood. So, uh, yeah, I'm – like, I think LDU Simp can come back. Cunnington still runs in the midfield. And then they've got uh, Zerha, Powell, Tucker, or and potentially Greenwood that can take rotations. And Will Phillips just doesn't have a spot on the side. So, um, even if he does – hold his spot i think he's one bad game away from being dropped again so yeah i'm leaning no on phillips yep uh liam baker this is really uh the baker boy one of my faves one of my faves i know and after his unbelievable game in the weekend he's like 
I'm going to check both lines here, but D7, or is it D7? Uh, no, D4, sorry, and then <laughs> F. Oh, both, D4, F4. So There you um, go. He's killing it. I mean, obviously, week one wasn't great, uh, but he's had a ton last week, I believe, and then 140 this week. So it was almost 120 last week. Wow. Yeah, one, 118, oh. 143. You know, 108 average despite the, what, 63 or whatever it was to start the year. Yeah. Fourth most trading player, though. I mean, obviously, he's defender forward. That might help a bit. Could be some swinging action, but I just I think that's what's going to be with Baker. You're going to have those up and down games. Uh, I mean, he was we were under siege for a bit there, and he was just repelling everything on Friday night. Like he was, it was great. He was throwing his heart and soul in every contest. Um, but always I does. Just, just don't know if I would be picking him up to be honest. Um, even with these good couple of weeks. Yeah, so I think the reason why. George in particular is quite keen on him in fantasy, who he's got and is doing well for him um, in that format. In the preseason was that with Short supposedly not being back there, there was talk of him getting the kick-ins and being trained as a halfback and settling in that position. I'm not confident that they do that. He's not getting the kick-ins one. Like Rioli and Vlosten still taking most of them. Vlosten. Um, But yeah, I still think he gets thrown around based on what happens week to week. Uh, And so like, yeah, with like Shorty and Hopper out, I think he probably um, had more ad- ad- opportunities afforded to him that wouldn't necessarily always yeah. be there. So I, I like, I think this, yeah, doesn't doesn't last. We can move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Van Rooyen is the fifth most, which I guess is people again just sort of searching for a downgrade uh, this week, and he's looking like the best one after a, a really good performance on on debut, but. Uh, I'm a bit like Chandler, well, for people, some people, not super confident on his JS, but but again, some people might just say, oh, he looks the goods now, he's given the go, like got the go in the ones after playing 20-odd VFL games. Yep. He may never see the VFL again. Um, there was big, big raps on him all through last year. Um, these fans begging him, him to come in. in, in yeah, yeah, that too, yep. Um, but, you know, Tom McDonald omitted and he's been given his go in round three. Maybe he's... It is his spot now, but I'd be waiting for his third game just to be safe. Um, I mean, he kicked, uh, what, three straight, which is more production than they've got out of a key forward for, <laughs> for than anyone else for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then I think he was playing Six that secondary tackles. ruck role um, As well. with, with Grundy. So, yes. And so that was the other thing. His effort, like, he's a baller. Like, he was trying his ass off, um, like, running hard, uh, presented well. He was still trying late. Like, I think he got... Um, a couple of those goals late, um, even though the first one was early on. So, um, like, played hard throughout the whole game. I like him as an option. I would still wait a week. Um, yep. But it's a bit hard to say wait a week because what are you going to learn watching him play against West Coast? Yep, exactly. Uh, uh, only, it's only downside risk, I guess. So, if he drops a 40 against West Coast, he may end up getting dropped. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, like, what have you got? So, uh, this is still the type of rookie that I'm, I'm hot on for next week. Like, this is... For one of our first downgrade targets, I'm looking at not a get him this week. Yeah, I wonder if his job security ties into Gorn as well because he's sort of doing a bit of relief ruck, and then if Gorn is back, this is just a one tall too many. I don't know. Don't which which tall forwards have you got ahead of him? Well, Petty was playing forward on the weekend, so I just I can't read it at the moment. Like, 
They threw Petty forward, and he did quite I mean, a good he, job. He, he, he was, yeah, he was all right, but he was better than Petty, and he's better than Ben Brown. Is Ben Brown, you know, out of the team now? Ben Brown got subbed off. Yeah, yes. so yeah. we'll have to wait and see. I don't know what good he's going to do there. Um, but yeah, obviously people are trying to look for a downgrade, and he's he's the clear um, basement rookie to get in. Chandler, we've spoken about Will Day. We've sort of spoken about it. Anything more you want to say on him? Um, no, other than he looks sure. really good. He's got sixty percent CBAs, I think, now in back-to-back weeks, which is really good numbers. It was like twenty-ish percent or twenty-six percent, and then um, yeah, increased over the last couple of weeks. And I guess the positive is like they've changed the mix over the last couple of weeks. So more more Nash, for example. Um, yeah. uh, they've mucked around with which rucks in there, and he scored well both weeks. He scored well against the Swans, you know bad loss so uh, like you know he he looks good he looks like a proper mid but he he it, contract here isn't it he's, it is a, a contract here <laughs> um but he's also very injury prone so this is yeah like, like this is one of the reasons why you would have had red flags he's not got a great history of, of injuries i probably wouldn't be bringing in hunter clark right now um and day kind of sits in the same boat a little bit where i'm not sure he's a keeper he's 400k and he's got bad injury history could be wrong on this, but I just don't see him as a great option. Honestly, it's only if the freeing up the cash is that advantageous that it makes it worthwhile taking the punt. But otherwise, uh, or you have to be a big day believer. Yeah, it's one of those where he's got a negative, like he's going to have a good break even for two weeks. So yep. as we said, if it's your last resort or only way to sort of get DC up to English or something, then maybe you can look at that. LDU, we sort of spoken about, I think we're okay. Somewhat okay with people bringing him in, but I probably still personally wouldn't go there, even yeah, though I'd, 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 I'd rather avoid. Yeah, isn't much. Clary spoken at nauseum, and then Buckley, very interesting one that I just probably wouldn't be getting now at two seventy five k, and it's just unfortunate. Going to be probably an easy one fifty k gone to waste. That uh, what is he in? Three percent of teams because uh, he was so, late in round one, and yeah. it's pretty hard to get in round three when we had all these other options popping up. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because if uh, Bose had gone back to back nineties at ten k more, you'd be saying like, "Yeah, get him in, get the hell in." Option. Yeah, uh, true. But, but Buckley, uh, you probably wouldn't say that. And what he's ten k cheaper. Um, and now, key defense. So is it? Yes. Yeah, he's like, like a what, more like this a point, and a half or is back. he? Yeah. He's used so, a bit in chains, though. Right? He's getting a bit, fair few, t- not a fair few, but somewhat decent amount of touches. Oh. I think a for lot a, of his um, scoring on the weekend was um, like defensive, defensive you know, like spores and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he had a 53 you know, fantasy. He had 21 touches last week. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. But, yeah, yeah, this week he had 12 touches. He had 53 yeah. fantasy, 99 super coach. So two oh, yeah. to one ratio is He still cogs and uh, Doherty's. <laughs> exactly. And he had um, he had no clangers. So yeah, uh, I'm guessing this is intercept marks, spoils, one percenters that made up that score. It's probably not sustainable. So it's someone that I would avoid. Center halfbacks are not normally the types of picks that we're going for unless they're playing a floating interceptor role, which uh, I haven't watched enough to know if that's him, but I assume it's not with Haynes in the side. Yep. Uh, all right, we could bounce through these pretty quickly. DC is a top trade out, of course. Yep. Uh, just super unfortunate. Looking has like to go. Be a good pick. The ruck line's really thinning out. Uh, Finn, got to go. Probably yep. could have gone last week, but I, I was okay with people maybe giving him one more. But yeah, got to go. Warpool doesn't have to go. 50 break even. Um, ha- 
happy to give him a week. Could go if you need yeah. to. So yeah. one of those where, yeah, personally, we're going to give him another week. Um, Geelong's pretty good matchup at the moment. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, we'll see what Our happens. Midfield there. is not great. So, yeah. <laughs> Old Tan Tan running around like a headless chook. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Doc, spoken about quite a bit. Uh, I think at this point, you just... I'm, you I'm still a hold. He's get, if he's oh, getting yeah. 40 touches, he's not scoring 90s <laughs> each week. Like That's oh, yeah. normally a 120-plus. So uh, His fixture is also very good. I've mentioned this a lot, but it's North, Crom, Saints, uh, yeah. and then West Coast is the next four matchups. So three of those are... Cellar dwellers, really. And he's, um, a, and he's a culture pick. What a man. Didn't he beat another cancer or something in December? No, or yeah. what that? Oh, that I hated that tweet. Um, so he had a benign tumor removed, which is part of yeah. his checkup. Benign, like there's no threat with it. But it's good uh, that he's still getting checked up and it got removed. And yeah. it was like, how impressive is it that it's he's playing through this on top of everything else? And it's like, oh, so it was a bit of bad. He's come okay. back from actual cancer and chemo, and he's come back from ACLs. Like a benign tumor is like <laughs> not that impressive compared to everything else he's already like. It's just very strange. Okay. Um, anyway, but I think I think Doherty was talking about it just in the importance of testicular cancer and getting checked Get and making sure you're on top of yeah. that stuff. And then it got blown into like a, look how impressive he is. And it's like, that's a routine <laughs> procedure, that, not routine checkup. Like that's, yeah. that's not it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And it was maybe. in December. It's four months before round one. It's not like it was a week before. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> strange. And this is no knock on Doherty. Love him. And what he's done is super impressive. But like to say that is the impressive thing. Uh, it's the media, of course, not his fault. Yeah. Probably they just. No, not at all. Blow, not at all. Blow it up. Yeah. Flanders. Yeah. Got to go. Brayshaw's a weird one. Like, oh, I was never in love with the pick, but God, it's gone really badly. A lot I mean, worse than I would have imagined. The hard thing is you picked him for his fixture, which has hasn't backfired got... because Frio have been terrible. And his ratio, he's one that's dream team to super coach ratio has been absolutely shocking. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 87 average. He's the type of player I'm looking at going like, I wonder if we get him as a, a discount rookie, or like a discount premium at 500K or something in a few weeks. But yeah, I, I get why people are going, jumping off him. Um, you've got Kelly at 580. You've got LDU at 550. Maybe they have Bank for Clary at 700. Are you ticking off all three of those trades or are you holding on to Brayshaw for any of them? I'm ticking it off, I think. Oh, it's so hard. You've already lost the 42K, but I was never in love with it to begin with. JD, I've owned him in the past, as of you, I think, and it's just uh, yep. it's just a hard watch. You didn't need to start him at 620 or whatever. You're always going to get him cheaper. <laughs> um, the, Rowan, the crazy thing is, like, his um, CBAs are still, like, 77%. So oh, the role's yeah. there. Uh but even with them dropping Brody this week, it's not like scoring improved. So yeah, I don't know. Jump no. jump off. Uh yeah, Rowan, I'd be holding on. Might be another average score this week against Witsy, but he gets the pies without a Ruckman fit next week. So Yep. Don't not be what... jumping off Rowan, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um Chester, that's fine, I guess. Bigger question is who you're really going to this week, as far as rookies no wise. I think you just told Radicalia uh, and Brennan Cox. Uh, <laughs> if you don't laugh, you might cry because that was clearly a horrible pick and it went wrong instantly. <laughs> yeah, sucked in. <laughs> 34 straight up. Like, that's just. 
What, what, did I, really. what did I say in our members chat? That like his two career games have happened at 81 and 82 and he's never had another game anything close to that. The likelihood that this is a real trend is not great and Frio's game style is so bad and they've played so bad they have to swap it up. And so what happened this week? They stopped kicking around and they started taking on the game more. And they got to win. The, yeah. the cheap stuff dried up uh, and I mean, Cox was negative to halftime. So it shouldn't have backfired <laughs> that bad, but also like shame on you. It was an easy yeah. dodge. Yeah. All right, JD, we get to some low break even players. Let's some do rookies, it. The fun stuff. Some non rookies, some interesting ones too. The first oh, one, go. We're not talking about the Amadi party, are we? We are. We are. The Bowie boy, JD. The Bowie boy. Um, oh, that, that makes him a good pick. I'm a fan now. There's a um, Bowie boy's been good for super coach. There's a Bowie contingent, and it's happening at the Swans. I'm not sure if you know, but it's a Marty McLean, Ollie Florin, and there's one other that I think is like on a rookie list or something. But. Have you got uh, on there? You're, you're missing the biggest Bowie export to Sydney. Me? JD, sorry. Yeah, sorry. They, yeah come on. Sorry. There's a whole sorry. contingent. My mind you... blank then. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm not low, low break. <laughs> you get down anymore. and watch the boys then or not? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sitting there in the S, SCG members yelling out, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. 3193. Go the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, 3193. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, hasn't haven't uh, got around that. Haven't been back since um, Buddy's 1000. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Amadi, as a pick, I mean, people are interested and I get it somewhat, but at the same time, I just don't see the risk. He's in a position that could easily drop a very poor score. And I know he's gone 100 and what, 78 on the weekend, or was it? Well, it was 178. Anyway. So he's, uh, I think, 100, 100 average, average over the first two. Yep. Um, which makes it enticing. But look, his ruck contest went up, right? So Hayden McLean got dropped, Buddy came back in, and then Amadi took the sort of chop out ruck role. Yep. For this week. Um, yep. So that will probably continue. I think he's ahead of Hayden now. And Buddy, you know, has to play. It's Buddy, uh, even though maybe he's yep. a bit past it. Although he actually looks all right on the weekend. But yeah, would you be going there? And where, are, like, logistically, would you be going there from? Like, I will say the 78 that he scored could have been high. He missed three goals. Like, he was 0-3. Uh, he was a bit of a butcher with ball in hand. Um, so yeah. definitely some missed opportunities. But... At the same time, like the 122 was off a four goal two haul and he's going to that every week. Maybe when Swans football. are dominating, maybe. Um, yeah, so maybe question one is um, Chandler or Amadi? Because if you don't have Chandler, uh, are you ever picking the Amadi party over him? No, I'm not. I'm going Cade all day. Okay, so I think that's decision one done. Um yeah, I don't know about Amadi, but he's playing the second ruck role. How long until they get a real ruck back? You Hickey know? is the one. Yeah, you're right. So, But he'll just come straight in for Laddams, I suspect. They won't play Laddams as a um, up forward role because he's not really meant to be a key ruckman. He's meant to be a forward as well, playing doing chop out, right? Yeah, it's a risk. I'll give it to you. Hickey's, yeah. Hickey's, Hickey's four weeks, so it's Still probably not. Weeks. It's like you've got enough time to make the money. That's fine. Um, matchup wise, like Port, who I think have been harder to score against, even though the Ruck matchup's probably decent. Tigers, Nanks, uh, uh, yeah, they've been too bad scoring. And then cats, the cats are easy. Like, I mean, and then GWS. So the next it could four, work. realistically, it could. This, this could work. But uh, okay, so outside of that, he's a Ruck that plays chop out Ruck role. Uh, not particularly one that we go after for Supercoach. It's only because he's low-priced and had a couple of big scores. 
This is the type of pick where he goes 110 this week. You look like a genius. You make a bunch of money cheap. He goes 40 and you have to basically get out of the pick straight away. And, and you, you make look like a 80K fool. or something. Yeah. So it is a risk either way, but uh, not my style of pick. I'll say I don't have really have the guts for this. The closest I've ever done was Tex. Uh, where he went huge, huge, and then you wrote, and then you saw the fixture, and it was like the easiest fixture in the world. So you wrote him for about four more weeks, and he had to jump off, hot, and that yeah. barely, that barely worked. So yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. Text, I like uh, exactly. That's established number one forward, key, forward key forward. That yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even think of this. Where's he fitting in your forward line? He's forward only. Who's he's got to be on field, right? Where's the spot? <laughs> oh yeah, if you've got Cheezel, so and you're Chandler benching on Chandler field, or something like, and then Zeebel. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're getting rid of like a Warpool and you're moving a forward you, into your yeah midfield. Yeah. You're probably right. That's what they're doing. Uh, is that another way you would make the hundred k to get <laughs> uh, Cameron up to English? If you already had Chandler. Could you get a Marty in for Warpool? And you put a mid up there. and um... nah, I'd rather have Warpool and back Warpool another week. That could be wrong, but I think, I think I'd think i rather do that. But as a, as a Cameron to English move. Oh, I guess. One of those, another one of those. <laughs> Surely you've got a better option. I know, I, don't know. I know. I know. But we're the hypothetical king, so we'll throw it out there. Um, <laughs> what's nah, the next one? I'm, I'm, I'm not touching You're this. You're not I, for that? I, I, okay. I can't endorse it. Okay. I can't tick it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Too risky for uh, me. We've spoken about Phillips, so we'll move on to Samson Ryan, who unfortunately got subbed out on Friday night, which it was the right move. You, you know, we saw a big change in the third quarter there. I still think he'll play, um, but it's really hard to pick him now off the back of a, what, a 27 that just really... All right, what's his you know, break even? I think it's still... Negative 28. But it's not amazing because of that. And Oh, we just skipped over all these. Other, sorry, you're, you've gone to two-game rookies now. Is that what we're talking about? We're on the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, on the, the bubble. bubble. Okay, okay, okay. Because Amadi um, is, and then Phillips was spoken yeah, about. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Nauseam. Sure. Like, I mean, you've got like Kammer, though, who's won 54. He's played three, and, so we'll get to yeah, him. Yeah, negative 50. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. I, my bad. I didn't really read the run sheet close enough. All right. So, sorry. <laughs> Samson Ryan. Yeah, got subbed out, which is going to kill his cash gen a bit, but was looking all right. I think it was more subbed out just due to the matchup than a yep. lack of performance, right? They just wanted to get yep. shorter. Yeah. Do you expect him still to be named this week? Is there any competition for his spot? No, I expect him to be named against the dogs too. That'll stretch him. So I think he will be. So you could realistically still get him if you wanted to, but scoring still going to be pretty up and down. You know what? 70 was from three goals in his first game. Mm. So are we expecting that every week? Probably not. Um, he's second rucking like a Marty, but he's still pretty raw in a sense. Like uh Marty's. Well, the Marty would be 23 or 4 or something. Samson's still um, pretty young. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't probably go in there anymore, but um, no. yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Who, who else is on the bubble then? Uh, well, funnily enough, I put old SPS here. Samo Petrevsky seaton who has probably the worst haircut I've seen this year so far. Is it fair to say? Uh, um, he's rivaling Clary. Uh, yeah, true. Can't forget Clary, but. He's um he's gone all right in these two games. He's gone uh, I think it was eighty something, and then one hundred and sixteen on the weekend. Yep. Look, another one that really you're not going to be going there most likely, but two hundred eighty k forward. Uh, they've lost half their list. I think he started to play defence, and obviously there was no one to go off the ground for, so he racked up a lot of pill. But <laughs> um, he might continue to do that on all honesty. So I don't know. Are you getting him for two eighty k? Probably not. But 
No, I'm good. It could work. <laughs> I'm good. Come on, there must be some other bubble options. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Tyler Young, I think I'm going to write him off pretty quickly too. I think Terrence VFL this week, probably one or two weeks away. Didn't he play a half um, on the weekend or something? Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you're super desperate and you needed a 102K and he's all you could get, maybe. But other than that, no. And then Rouston's the other one, JD, who we want us to probably speak about. A bit more. I know you want to speak about him because he other trades for you. Correct. Yeah. 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 So this is a bit of personal bias because it's all I can really afford. But um, looking into it, it's actually good. So came in round two. Uh, obviously, Kelly got the KO and Perryman got the hammy in the first two minutes. Callum Ward got the midtime. So did he, along with Cogs and Green. Kelly comes back in, Ward loses all the midtime and, and Rouston keeps it. So he's had 61 and 59 CBAs across the first yep. two, uh, his first two games, sorry. Um, but he's also had, what, 60 time on ground. So basically yep. he's on the ground and he's in the midfield and then that's about it. He's on the bench otherwise. So I don't hate that. It's a good role um, for a 139K player. He hasn't found a stack of it, has he? Like I think he had uh, – like somehow in his first game his DT was – 19 and he scored 50. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Contested <laughs> knock-ons, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch the game on the weekend, but it was up at in the 50s and so was his super coach. So that's obviously more promising. Um, but yeah, I mean, the CBAs are good. So will it continue? Perryman's out for another four to six. It's the bad hammy. Does he hold it though? Do they just go back to Ward without you knowing? That's possible. Does he just get dropped in two weeks? That's possible. Um, he's not a must-have, let's be honest, but I would be going him over like a Van Royen or anyone else these people are forcing. Phillips. Um, that's I know probably you can't the one. do it because of I can't situation. afford it. I have a bias here, but um, <sighs> Phillips has the better score, right, and, and the lower yeah. break even, and if he's picked, I'd probably go that still. Yeah, that's that. probably I'm like uncertain enough about Rouston. Yeah. like... Low tog scares me. Like that's yeah. like a precursor to being dropped if you can't yeah. run out games. So uh, I think it probably go Phillips ahead of Rouston. But like I, I mean, he's a first round draft pick, and they probably need to persist. Essendon's a nice ish matchup, although our midfield's not terrible. So um, yeah, yeah, he's he's a shorter mid as well, isn't he? The Caleb Daniel comparison. Yeah, he's pretty short. Yep. I watched a couple of highlights um, of him. He's, but he can't actually, no, he's, he's not that short. I'm pretty sure he's got like 15 centimeters on Daniel. But oh, anyway. well, look. No, <laughs> he's short. Old, old uh, Caleb Daniel. I don't mind him. I don't mind him. He's, a, he's there as an option. Um, probably the I think, best I'm like, yeah, Phillips and him have got to be the best too, I think, because Ryan's probably no. Tyler Young's a no. Uh, and then I don't think there's anyone else that on two that games worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else is like up to 200K plus. No. Cool. Um, do you want to mention the others that have played more than two games before the first game or one game uh, is probably a smarter idea, I'd say. That are still have low break evens. I mean, so you, yeah, I think Cam is probably the one yep. that I mentioned that was like he's uh what 154k negative fifty break even. Um he just popped a pretty good score on Essen and didn't he? So he should have that in his rolling average. He's got a sixty five now. Seventy three before that, I think. So I mean, yeah, at 154k, right. I'd probably rather him than Phillips, which sounds maybe crazy, but yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, Oscar Baker, if you didn't have him, he's 180k. He's now got that 95 in his average. That's probably the pick of the bunch that we've talked about so far. That isn't um, Chandler. 
Yeah, I'd be getting him if you somehow missed him for sure with that 95 there. Um, um, and then Noel Long might be the only other one whose job security just continues to go up with West Coast injuries. He's looked good in every game I've seen. I think he had a 78 on the weekend, so his break evens around the negative 40 point. He still has some to go. I think you'd look at those. Um, only other one would be like Max um, Michelini, Michelini, who I think yep. also scored about an 80 on the weekend and looked pretty good down there. Um, he's just 187 now. Yeah, he's 187. Uh, yeah. Tough, tough. But if uh, you're looking for a defender, he's probably the one, to be honest. I wouldn't go Tyler Young. But... Maybe Judd McVeigh's the only other one I can think of who, after two <sighs> awful weeks there. of scoring, had an 80 on the weekend. So he's now 161. He hasn't gone up as much as some of the others. Got that defender mid um, DPP. I have a feeling Hibbard coming in helped him uh, just – Freedom up without having gone back and watched his highlights yet to see what changed between like the first couple of weeks and um, last week. That's the only other one I can think of. I think we'll find him out with Cozzy Harms coming in. He might be out. True, 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 true. So we might find out this week anyway. Uh, Any others? Probably not. No. Oh, no. I know. He's in the next section because he has only played one game. One Uh, game is. Yeah. I was going to say by tail, but we'll get to him in a sec. Brockman, probably cross him off quickly, kick three goals. Look, if he has another monster game somehow, then... then I think the one game is, I wouldn't trade in any of them this week, to be perfectly honest. But I think there's three that are worth putting on your watch list, and that would be Brockman at 124K, um, who, yes, had a very good game in like a win that you don't expect to see too many of for the Hawks and he's playing small forward, but keep an eye on. At I least he's in the second game. But yeah, at least he's like um more. in the in the system now for a little while as well. Um Van Ruin, who we've already talked about, who looked good, but I'd rather wait a second week. And then Bytel, who um he played in the twos and had like 37 touches or something. So um, goals, yeah. I we originally thought it was going to be a very good chance for a recall with uh Mason Woods injury, but it turns out that that like there was no structural damage or something. So he's a chance to play this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if Bytel actually gets a spot back in the side now, which is pretty rough luck for him because he played well and only lost a spot because of injury. Um, but yeah, if he gets another game, him at 159K, I like as an option too. Um, then the only other one that I got listed here that like was Artie Jones at 124K, but I think he scored 15 and really like doesn't look like it'd be relevant unless he backs up with a big week this one. Yep. Cool. All right, let's uh, get to some of those questions. I'll just let's get the Twitter up. I'll get it on the screen here, make it easier, follow along. Give us a follow Fun if you haven't. Yep, make it easier. All right, let's go. Old Don's 2000. What are your thoughts was... on Brody grinding as a replacement for Cameron? Look, if the last hour of conversation <laughs> isn't enough to talk about, then... Uh, it's going to yeah. be a bit of this, of <laughs> course, uh, doing it at the end. Yep. Callahan to Amadi. Interesting. Um, so you basically make no money. What's the point of the trade? If you think Amadi's going to go on... Yeah, you have to... Like, is, is Marty going to put enough points in 150k cash on Callahan's head? Then go for it. Yeah. If you I think, think you probably... I'd rather look for rookies that are cheaper and then use the money um, for upgrades. Yep. If I have DC in the forward line, who to replace? Okay, so not in the rucks. It's a different proposition. Already have TT, Dunks, Golden Cogs, Thinking Pickett. Whoa. I don't think we'd say Cozzy. Seeing a unique one. 
Uh, Zeeble? Yeah. I think we'd say Zeeble if you don't have him. Yep. Jacob, use a boost to double sideways DC out or use one trade to get Grundy and trade Grundy out later. Use a boost to double sideways DC. Oh, you got a boost in this instance. Can't just do it in two. And we've spoken a lot about the two trade options. Who's either way to trade Grundy for the Lord? Team up yet to get English. What will you guys do? I mean, we're going to say. How, how are you? How, like, no, why does it need to be a boost? Yeah, why does it need to be? Like, like, that's the thing that gets me tripped up. It's only 120K. You don't need a boost to get 120K out of teams unless you're trying to down double downgrade rookies. I wouldn't be culling our rookies at this point. I'd be culling a Warple or someone instead. Yep. Yep. Uh, underperforming mid pricer to a rookie is the way to go. Yep. What are your collective top three tips to remember after this unpredictable start to the year? Well, number one, that you can't predict everything. <laughs> you so can't. don't get too caught up. Um, I guess we were a bit hot on, on mid-price in the end. And look, some had the potential to be great, but obviously I think we overs there still. Well, I mean, so yes and no, right? Like this is the change of one week. Last week, mid-prices yeah. looked genius. This week, yeah. guns and rookies look right. Next week, it could swap again. Um, it just depends on whether these mid prices come out and I'll put another hundred and ten up. Because if they do, then mid prices is right. Um, so like in saying that though, some rookies have been very good. That very good. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. Uh, you know, Mackenzie's on people benches. Chandler is. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all maybe. But again, that's yes. not predictable how good rookies are going to be once they hit the top level. But people, you know, people weren't. I think George was not interested in Jimby at all, saying you know this. You know, low disposal getter in the juniors and all whatever he was saying this right. crap, and he's come right. out and dominated. Right. So it was like the most obvious pick. Come on, yeah, come on. Um, no, he wasn't the only one. People were not interested. Um, I don't. I don't. Um, anyway, any other tips? I don't know. It's big big maybe... bodied mid are like two keywords you look for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Ready made. Uh, all right. So like, I think tips. So at the start, um, I spoke about like not overreacting this week. Um, I think that's one. Um, the second would be keep following good process, even if it's led to bad results. I think that'd be um, tip two. Uh, and then third tip would be to recommend uh, what George has done. If you've had a couple of bad weeks and it's getting to you, maybe take a couple of days, step away, and then come back to it with a fresh mind. So that'd be my three tips after the unpredictable start to the year. Yep. Nice one. Uh Josh ranked 53k. Need to make some moves. Decam to Grundy, Finn, Keller today. So that's going up a bit there. If you got enough to go Keller today, I think we'd probably say you'd go on Decam to English, aren't we? If you've got yep. that kind of money. Uh, that's the bigger priority is Decam to English for me. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Buckley from GWS having a good start. Uh, Dill Buckley. <laughs> I didn't know who he was Dill, playing shout again. Shout out to Dill. <laughs> He would have never got the 275k, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, maybe. Um, Callahan to him, I wouldn't say so. Um, to Jack Buckley, of course, in defense, uh, he, he's talking about. That's costing you money to get up there for a start. And then I think like maybe 15k. And then is Buckley going to be worth it from here on? You've missed a big rise already. I think there's more merit in going down. Um, the question is probably who too. There's not any standouts, I guess. Wait and see. Phillips is named. Vitale maybe. And then 
If not, if, if Callahan's benchable, do you just bench him? What's Callahan's break even? I haven't checked because I don't own him, but is it? It's probably not that achievable, is it anymore? It's probably really. Uh, 69. Okay, you could feasibly hold him one more, but. Who are we going down up. to, JD? Phillips and Bytel aren't named, and you've got to get rid of Finn. I'd probably go early on JVR as much as I'd rather wait a week. The problem is yep. it means you might not have a downgrade option next week. Yep. Uh, Mitch, thoughts on Callahan to Rouston, Darcy to English, or Callahan to Rouston and Docker, you decide. I mean, I'm doing very similar in the first instance, so I'd, I'd be going that route, mate. Callahan down to Rouston and use that money Darcy to get English. English. Yep. Yep. Like Do we still see Zeebel as a keeper and worth going at 400k? I think, okay, I don't know what you think, but I'll say keeper is maybe 70-30 for me at this point. Um, the big benefit of him at 350K was that you're going to make enough money for it to be you know, worthwhile whether he was or not. Now at 400, you'd, you'd still be able to make some money, but you kind of really want him to be a keeper in the end from here. Um, and look, he's still going to be good flexible-wise, you know, DPP to throw down back JD and all that. In yep. a couple of rounds, but what do you falls see? Like, what, what do you see him averaging? It, uh, to me, it falls in the similar bucket as day, right? Like there's some red flags and like there's a chance that he's not a keeper, but there is a chance that he is a keeper. I would only get him in this week if it fits the trades that we were kind of talking about earlier. So if like getting down to him gets up money for DCAM to English or whatever, then like I'm cool with that. But I wouldn't be forcing him this week. I think if you missed him, it's fine to stay off now. Yep. Yep. If he looks like a keeper later on. Especially if get we get M- McRae and um, uh, Bailey as, Smith. Yeah. As with those numbers. Yeah. yeah. We probably should have yeah. mentioned those. Not um, not that he's scoring is good enough to get in there. But yeah, no. so Baslink is like 55% forward. McRae is about 29% <laughs> through the first three weeks. So a couple more weeks to go. But there's a, I mean, Bailey Smith is almost locked. And then McRae's, um, yeah, not far that behind based on recent nightmares. trends. nightmares. Big, yep. big nightmares. Old Baz. Um, should I rage trade Cogs for LDU or save trades away for upgrade season? Just save them, mate. I know it sucks. Cop on a primo score that bad. Well, cop the last week with Shrek. And, you know, hopefully he didn't cop that and then Cogs, but I know many people would have. So I don't Tell know. You, you can't be trading Cogs. If I rage traded Cogs to Kelly, I don't think I had to have the power to hit undo at the end of the week. So yeah, just save, just save. If you, I want to trade it so badly, but like, yeah. Philosophy says um, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, uh, Mate, same Mitch is going ham here. on the Come questions. Come on, Mitchy. Phillips is the only difference here. Yeah, Phillips or Rouston or Bytel. We'll see for teams, um, mate. But yeah, I don't mind the philosophy of that trade. With a must-haves to aim to get within the next five rounds, this is a, right. a little bit different and probably a good question because it's not something we talk. Yeah, it's about a little bit different, much. but it's good to yeah. start planning for upgrades in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, let me throw out Stewart six hundred four k. Obviously, came back, looked good on the weekend, one sixty one break even. Um, depending on how he scores over the next couple of weeks, he might get down to. 570, 580, which I think, I mean, you, may, you might be able to wait for a um, cheaper price, especially if he gets tagged by Clark in round six if he's back. But he's got the goodbye. So, Stuart, um, between now and then, I think someone that you might want to jump into. Um, I'd also throw out Took Miller for the same reason. He's already dropped a bit of cash, and I think his break even's like 151. So, uh, also someone that might get down to. 
sub 600K um, in the next few weeks and you could pick him up cheap. Um, Laird is a third option that I'd be looking at um, getting somewhat early. Um, so he's already dropped 40K once again. If he gets down to 620-ish in the next three, four weeks, that's an option you could look at. Um, yep. In in defense, Doherty would be the one that I'd be looking to pick up. His fixture is soft and he's obviously got a 166 break even this week. So he's going to drop more cash. Started at 600K, you might be able to pick him up for low 500s. Um, mm-hmm. In the forwards, it'll be Cogs in the next four to five weeks, probably, or Bailey Smith, um, who've both had poor starts. Um, we already talked about Sprayshaw or someone uh, in the midfield that's um, dropped a bit of cash already that you could potentially pick up quite cheap, low 500s. Um, Sicily a target for you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Sicily's got a lot of ball back there. Um, so, yeah, he's someone that you could target. It's just price is more expensive than some of these. And others, Merit? But- what have you thought about Merit? I thought he's him? been okay. He's been getting a lot of attention. Um, but yeah, what well, we always talk about post by merit. So maybe wait <laughs> if he gets another hard tag and can get him even cheaper than what he is. Uh, Track yeah. I've kind of seen a couple of people. Well, one of my mates brought him. And to be honest, with the very easy run, he could go bonkers. But I've had yep. he's a, he's track one in the, the past. Ones, but, but he is he's, he scores much yeah. better in wins and losses. But yeah. uh, that's yeah. But that's you're getting him for targeting twenty rounds, so um, yeah, the, the easy fixture doesn't last forever. Uh, yeah, so there's a few just to keep on the watch list. Uh, here we go, one for you, Jelly or LDU. <laughs> Jelly. Who to go down to from Callahan? You've sort of spoken about those rookies, yep. but yeah, I guess Phillips Bytel, if named, just because of the scoring potential, and then other than that. I'd say Rouston. You'd probably say JVR early, would you, or would you stay Rouston? Probably. I'd. I. Uh, so I guess if I was looking to trade in Rouston this week, I'd be going and watching his highlights from the last couple and yeah. figuring out how he looked. Yep. JHF. Interesting. Didn't speak about him. Um, I didn't see the game live because I was at the other one. Did you catch much of it? Uh, I saw a you little bit, but I was watching no. Don's yeah, and then yeah. topping over. So I think in the last two games. Um, from a fantasy perspective, he had zero in the fourth quarter and two in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and this is what, I mean, what like Rao vibes, this is worse than Rao vibes. He can't run out games at the moment. I just don't think that's possible with where his fitness base is at. Um, yep. But his scoring was okay last week, right? Like, didn't, didn't I think in score? the second quarter, he went bonkers. Like, went yeah, from was really good. And 30 fantasy kind of and 50 back. super coach, maybe in the second. So he ended it on an 84, which is okay. Um, I think Swans is a tough next matchup, but then Dogs, West Coast, Saints, Essendon, North is a pretty nice run after that. So uh, he doesn't feel like a must trade out for me compared to some of these others, but he's only made 30K and his break even's already at his average. So uh, like maybe someone you could trade on as a, a luxury upgrade or like one of your first mid prices to go to a premium. But um, yeah, I don't think you have to trade him on this week. I'd probably hold. Yep. Rachel, LDU, Jelly. We've said Jelly. Why, um, why? I don't know, mate. Corey, Tim English, what do we do about this? I mean, evident now, me and JD are sort of just saying get him in now. Or I think if you've got Darcy or Cameron, you, you try and it. get him. If you've yep. got Wits, you just stick that and hope. Um, well, it's yeah, bad it's to say, but you hope that English breaks down, which is why. Oh, yeah, for a reason you didn't pick him. Yeah. Yep. Callahan, we've gone through that down. And then Ridley, Warple, and Cameron out for Dawson, Roust, and English. Uh, 
look, boosting's kind of sucks to do it. I, so the question here is like, would you boost Ridley to Dawson? Because yes, Warple and Cameron to Rouse yeah. in English, we would say yes. It's doable. Yeah. But I'd say, I would say no. Do. No, I'd say, nah. I'd say no because next I'd week you can, so. get, you can get um, uh, Stuart in one trade. You can do it then. Yeah, or Dawson then if you wanted to. Yeah, so I'd sa- yeah, yeah, I'd save the boost and do Ridley to Dawson or Stuart in a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a blanket. Um, Ridley's matchups are right against like. GWS. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you get with Ridley. He's going to be 90 somewhere, and then when the time's right, um, get one of the fallen guys, whether that's, yeah. yeah, Stuart next week or Dawson Sicily, even though I've got them both. They could drop feasibly at some point um, with a poor hey, score. So. Dawson and Sicily, and you don't have Doc, or you do have Doc as well? I had him, but I, was, I swapped him to Dacos. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Dacos. it makes sense. Um, and then that cash got McRae to Clary, so... Um, Lucked out. Did it it all right. You make your own luck, right? This is good decision making. I mean, obviously, I started Doc and got rid of him. But last year went Stuart Dawson. I mean, to be fair, Stuart would have, by the looks, very much worked this year again. And I didn't start him this year. I got very lucky there with with the round one thing. But, yeah, big one. I don't know if I'll be getting him. Um this early he, had, he has the first buy, but that is not still for a while. The buys are uh, still quite a while away, but he does have the first one. Um, it's it's not the first one, right? Isn't it the round thirteen buy, which is like the second one, but it's only them and on its own. Post? Uh, and it's 12, 13, 14, 15, and he he's in the twelve. No. No, he's in thirteen with Gold Coast. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's sorry. the second buy, but it's Singular only two one. Teams. Yeah. 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 So like Stuart Witt and um, uh, uh, Took Miller are like all good targets just because it's the easiest buy to carry premiums through. Yep. Yep. No, 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 and that actually still makes some good, decent picks because, yes, you're losing him in one buy round, but it's best 18 and you might be able to cover it by then and be okay. So, no, still for him, but uh, we'll see. See how he goes this week against the Hawks. Might get tagged. Um, we'll see. All right, JD, been a long one. Anything else to close? With? Yeah. How, how did we go even longer with that, George? This is um, I don't know. wild. Maybe, maybe it's uh, evident that we just talk a lot. Um, <laughs> it's still important, though. There's still quite a bit going on. Um, hopefully some rookies pop up in maybe two to three weeks, oh. preferably. <laughs> only, only thing I didn't, um, wanted to ask you about was, uh, do you think there's a risk Cowan gets dropped for Sincotta this week? Sincotta is another one that had like a big game, right? Plus matches in the twos. And Cowan has been okay, but you know, somewhat underwhelming for a top four contender. I think you said it before. Tog, yeah, when we're talking about Rouston, Tog is a is a bit of an indicator and he's in the 60s mm. um, on the weekend. So it's, you know, could spell danger. Uh, and this is what I was saying about defense, right? Constable's already got dropped. Didn't really speak about him, but. I'm just holding him right. That's what you you advise, unless um, I don't know. You were doing something mm. about it, but I don't really see what you would do with him. You yeah, don't make money out of it. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance that Cowan, Constable, and Chess are all out this week, which just shows the worry I had for that mm. to happen. And of course, it's still two weeks, right? Yeah, two till we get the DPP, so you're going to have to... <laughs> People could have Chester Constable on the bench, right? And then Cowan D6 and if... <laughs> so there, yeah, could that... go tits up now and then you're going, crap, where do I go? 
And none of the rookies we talked about are defender rookies, right? Like you're hoping Matt that um, from 180. <laughs> oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> and, and like he's more expensive than any of those three. Or you're hoping that Fahey for GWS debuts and you pick him up as like product unsided. Yeah. Wonder if, uh, something to watch. Uh, yeah, I guess he'd probably be around the edge. He'd probably be their 23rd player, wouldn't he, or 22nd? So um, we'll see. Hopefully he holds just. For money's sake, and get to, I don't know, two hundred, and we can flip him then. But yeah, no, that's possible. It's definitely possible. I guess the only option is that you actually get in Sincotta this week um, as well. Like if you go, go straight there, yeah, yeah, you get twenty k at least off uh, Chesser or Constable. Or, yeah, or you or could go Cowan you, down. Yeah, make fifty because <laughs> he's one or two, isn't he? Right, I guess um, if you hold both in Cotter and Cowan, then like you've always got yeah, one option. Yeah. yeah, true. That's a good point. Captains forgot, almost forgot. Um, yeah, don't like um, them this week. They don't look, don't look good to me. JD, this is why I got Clary in. This is why I got him in. I mean, just... he's got his worst matchup this week. Oh, like you want to start Clary against the West Coast? That? That's, that's BS. He's probably going to go 150 <laughs> again. He'll probably go 90 and I'll cry. But I'll um, tell you who I want to have as captain this week. Josh yep. Kelly. Oh. Against the Bombers. That's a good oh, score up coming yeah. up. Yeah, um, all right. So I there's not much this week. It's looking pretty. The cupboard is bare. So this is definitely another one of those weeks where if you've got Oliver or Laird, I'd be um, factoring them into my trade plans. Yep. A- outside of that, it seems like English is a go-to captain or vice-captain um, every week. I think uh, like day cost against the Lions is probably not a great matchup. Um, North Carlton is interesting because you could probably vice captain either Sheasel or Doherty in this game, or if you've got Crips, Crips. Just going back, Dunks against the Pies in reverse. I mean, they're restrictive, aren't they? So yeah, Pies have not. Bone Pies have got <laughs> seven players averaging a hundred. They've just been winning the games by so much and been so dominant that I'm off yet? Dunks. Uh, probably not. Probably so haven't had to travel. Cover. Maybe that's. Spells a little bit different, but yeah, true. Um, third game, what is it? Laird, clearly. Um, yeah, Laird. I mean, Brayshaw, you can't touch. There's no one else in that game worth really looking at. Um, Tigers, dog. So, yeah, I guess like I don't, I don't think Bont or our English have a good history against the Tigers. No, Bont, I think 90s English went last year, but yeah, I'd 96. Still but was, was that after he got concussed or was that in the first half of the year? No, it was early. It was early. We beat him that day. Um, which is probably going to happen again this year, if we're being honest. At the G, yeah, true. I, I hope so. Yeah, no, that was in the middle of his hot streak before he got injured. He only did 96 last year, so maybe not a good matchup for old um, Pinhead. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you wouldn't I mean, be really doing... Saints, Duke. Gold Coast. I mean, I think Took's probably fine. Wits, no. Saints are against too. Um, yeah. I do. Yeah, Saints so have been too. restrictive. Yeah, no one has took though. Really, Sydney yeah. Port. You're not touching anyone. Like, no. Um, Essendon GWS is maybe where you look at like Green, but I think Setterfield goes to Green to play a defensive role, and yep. then Cogs you can't trust. So it'd be Kelly maybe. I mean, the big thing here, Jetty, is probably got to say, what's our captain? If no Clary, no, well, Laird's early, but who's your C if your VC fails here in a later game? Like, who is it, man? <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> Sicily, if you owned, you could. Stuart, oh, if yeah, you owned, yeah. you. No, I mean, I've currently got Sheasel into English. <laughs> okay, you've got Tim. Yeah, okay. 
if you didn't have Tim Clary or Laird, what are you doing? Bont? Sheasel's or... probably probably still Sheasel. <laughs> Sheasel into Bont. Bont, though, far out. Are you doing Thursday night? Dunks or Yeah, Sheasel into Bont. Sheasel into Bont. Uh, no. No. Right, the um, Tom the, Green against your mob. The Gabba's got this new home field advantage with them being able to turn off the power whenever they want, although it backfires. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, no, I just I think that one's a hard one to predict because you're right, first time traveling. Um, they should they travel like, right though in history, Collingwood. I think they oh, is right Barry is Barry's injured, right? Uh. Did he get injured? I thought he did his shoulder again. Because that's the that's one of the few plays that might be able to run with Dacos. I think he's done it and, in the game before, but I think he got through. So he went to Bond Barry. in the second half. Yeah, Barry went to Bond. Are you talking about the, the week before? Oh, maybe I'm getting my weeks mixed up. I yeah, think so he might have the week before. I think Barry to Dacos makes to the Dacos? most sense. Yeah, yeah, because I think about how they broke the tag with Dacos is they put him onto the ball. And so Barry can go onto the ball. He can play on a wing, and then he can follow him around the back line. And okay. he's got the he's got the wheel. Well, he's not hasn't got the speed, but he's probably got the endurance to match. Interesting. Um, that's like that's their best matchup if the, if they want to tag him. I think that'd be who I you go. Think the shit's gonna work. <laughs> to be honest, uh, the bigger problem is to go. He's been off the hook. Like yeah. everyone's talking about Dacos, and there's so many other pies that are killing people. And yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Coaches the coaches are probably all aware of it. Like, I reckon Fly McRae's happy to keep talking about Dacos because it means yeah. none of the other players that are damaging are getting talked yeah, about. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, it's a tough week. I'm happy to go English into Clary at yeah, this point Yeah, I lo- love that. <laughs> love that for you, Clary owners. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you doing, man? Green against Essendon. Did did you comment on that? I don't know. Uh, I, think, no, right. I think I think Setterfield will play the de- like defensive okay. matchup on that. Which I don't know if how much of that restricts green scoring, but uh, that's why I kind of like Josh Kelly because I think, uh, like you know, Kelly Cogs, Parish, and Merritt and Shield like will kind of all go head to head. Yep. And then um, Green and Setterfield will match up. That's like our really our only matchup for for Green. So I would imagine Kelly is probably all good here. Yeah. And part of the reason why when I looked at my round one team, I was fine with not having. Um, uh, Oliver or Laird because Laird, I looked at this yeah. week and I'm like, well, that's my matchup. I'm that's that's my smash captain, and I traded him out. So that was a bit silly. And I, <laughs> yeah, looking at Doherty VC into, um, which I guess like I could go over Sheasel, maybe Doherty over Sheasel still. He, he'll put it together, Doc. You would think. Yeah, soon. I think I'm probably stopping that back. It's probably Doherty into English. Yeah. Oh, I don't love it though. What are you taking in that sense? One twenty. Oh, oh yeah, bro, like a one twenty is an easy take yeah. this week again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm scared, not scared, but if I took a one twenty, Clary could go large again. But I'll probably take a one twenty as well with English if uh, if it came push to shove. I think um, the other person that could be a decent matchup is actually like Taranto, which I mean, people aren't going to trust him. But against the dogs, he's the dog at the moment. Yeah, he's tunned the last. Yeah, three we'll times put it together him. at one point and have a big game. But he's tunned the last three games against the the dogs, and that's when I'm the dogs have forward. been yeah. have been restrictive been on scoring, good. and he's been and playing he's been played out of position, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of got the GWS rivalry with them. Um, and like dogs have been leaking points this year, so I think like Taranto is. 
a sneaky option. He's the worst he... kick in the comp, and he's gone 103 over three rounds. Like he will put it together in a given game at some point, not across the season because that's just him. But in a given game, he could. Yep, on the G um, as well, which I don't know if that's a good yeah. or a bad ground for old Timmy T. But I mean, he has an outside game, so maybe it is for some cheap stuff. But we don't do that, so. No, well, and you got yeah. Hopper coming back. who has been getting all your kicks through the middle anyway. It hasn't been to yeah. so. Although they they'll find each other. They'll have some little uh, uh, GWS connection. Yeah, GWS connection. Mind yeah. All, all right, right, let's so, jump off. Yeah, we're done. We we just keep extending <laughs> and extending. <laughs> just keep extending it. That's enough, super coach. George is taking a break, and we're diving in for two hours. Like, <laughs> I think I need a break as well. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. going back to look at my fantasy team. <laughs> They need to help me as well because I somehow two three thousand something. Yeah, right, let's you know, go. Cool. You're you're Mate, in no We should have gone that. to Nank. I just went yeah. Nank. Whatever. It's fantasy. I don't care, and he's been good. Um, well, it's, it's, fantasy's all yeah. about picking bad super coach teams, and then you win. That's it. Yeah. It's very yeah. simple. If you play super coach, you're a top one hundred fantasy coach. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> you're just really careful in super coach, aren't you? That's just because you're so. You know, cautious. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said for not overthinking it and just you know throwing caution to the wind and hitting 100%. full send. Hundred percent. Got to find the balance. All right, we'll sign off. Thanks for watching, guys. If you're at this one hour and forty five minute mark, and um, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Peace.